0: breakdown uh we're back and we're here uh very very astoundingly fantastic artist we're here with uh with gus Hymus, as in hi this is my messy room uh, <laughs> you uh you i bought block- right, will take it there it is that's the mess. <laughs> uh, but gus is uh one of the artists at torch tattoo out in anaheim california Huge hockey fan, huge alternative music fan. So, uh, why the hell wouldn't we have him on? So we're stoked to have you Gus. Thank you so much for being with us and, uh, welcome to the mess. That is not only my room, but the bar down breakdown podcast. Uh, by the way, we're on Twitch now. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but if you're out there twitching, you'll find us, but (laughs) Gus, man, thank you. Thank you for being on here, man. What's going
1: on. Oh, gladly. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, super stoked to be on it. Um, Love what you guys do so Thank you. glad it finally worked out we got to make it happen
0: Hell yeah man! this is uh this is awesome uh you know I think this is actually the first time we've ever had someone uh really from like the artistry space specifically Ooh, so it's really dang. gonna be cool cool to yeah it's really gonna be cool to chat with you and just uh oh. kind of like get a different perspective uh just because uh, you know we talk to a lot of you know musicians and bands and all that right. kind of stuff and that and that side, uh, you know, of the artist artist landscape is really cool, but your side of it, uh, is definitely something we would love to hear about. So definitely pumped to have you on. Yeah, man, for sure. So let's, um, let's kind of start, I want to start at the, at the beginning. So, um, at what point did you decide that, um, you know, you wanted to be a tattoo artist? Like kind of, how did you, how did you jump into that space?
1: Yeah. Um, Honestly, didn't happen until maybe a little later. I guess still early, end of teenage years, like 18, 19, when I started getting tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, the first tattoo I got, I was 17 years old. I got it from a friend's uncle who already sounds sketchy. It's, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he owned a shop. He was a tattooer for like at least 10 years at that point. Um, so I knew he was like reputable or whatever, but he was like, yeah, you're 17. Uh, i'll do it for you so like once i got the first one got the second one kind of got into the tattoo culture that just kind of hooked me and if you get tattooed enough you kind of learn the ins and outs of the shop and like whose place is where like oh that's the counter guy or that's the apprentice or whatever um but once i kind of learned more and more about the history of it like i respected the history so much and i loved it fell in love with that plus like everything from like the romantic side of tattooing, like when you would get a tattoo for the person you love or your mom or all that. I just loved mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, so that's kind of what got me into tattooing is just getting tattooed. Honestly, I'd always love doing artwork. Um, my, my technical like art background is graffiti. Uh, Absolutely. so <laughs> that kind of just, goes hand in hand with tattooing nowadays but uh yeah getting tattooed definitely made me realize like man i love this industry i love just like the culture of it and i want to be a part of it and that's where it kind of spawned from there yeah
0: cool uh and then another question just out of curiosity again because you know Mm -hmm. you're the you're the the first person in your in your industry uh you know to be on the on the show so um i think i think a lot of people um if you're in the like Again, like you talked about, if you're in the the tattoo like industry and you're in the culture, um, right. there's there's probably a deep appreciation, very much a deep appreciation for what you do. But for, for people sure. that really don't understand that, um, the whole like conceptualization phase is something that, for me personally, blows my mind. Right, because I, I've, you know, I, I've been a musician for all my life, so you know, I know a lot of people are like, how the hell do you you know have an idea and then flesh it out into an entire song right like that's a crazy thing <laughs> right but for yeah. you you know like you have someone come into the shop and they're like all right man like this is what i want like i want this tiger and then i want these roses and <laughs> i want this and that and now oh, all yeah. of a sudden you have to be like okay and now you have to <laughs> put it on paper and you have to like flesh this whole thing out so oh um, yeah from that perspective like tell me a little bit about like the painstaking work that goes into that because i mean i'm sure you've probably had your hand in some people that have wanted some really gnarly and crazy stuff. Um, yeah. So like, how does that work for you in terms of like, you know, <sighs> the, the like the enormity of your brain when you're like, all right, right. Man, I gotta, you know, I got, I gotta put this to yeah. paper and then put it on yeah, someone's yeah. body, you know? So how, yes. how does that, how does that work for you? Uh,
1: it's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, like it, it's weird. It's either extremely stressful or it's like, this is amazing and it just flows right out of you um it just depends it's more so people's ideas sometimes they they just need a little bit of guidance like it's not that their ideas are horrible it's just that you're like well that's not exactly realistic like uh somebody will say uh take a tiger like i want a front facing tiger but i also want it to be like um but I kind of want it three quarters, but not fully three quarters, but more front facing. And at that point, it's just like, go one way or the other, like there's no in between, like eh, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. You're gonna have a wonky eyed looking tiger, like the <laughs> angle is gonna be off. Like, so it's kind of hard to, uh, some people will let you be creative with it. Some people are strictly like, this is exactly what I want. Um, there's a little bit of give and take with both situations. Um, but I've just kind of come to the terms where like, if I just don't think it's going to look good, I personally don't, don't want to do it because I technically, I mean, that's my name on there, but mm-hmm. also if I'm not fully invested, do you really want me doing it? You know, like it's just a bit of a give and take, a little bit of a dance. And then there's always going to be revisions. Like anytime I draw something the first time, it's not always, but they wanted but maybe sometimes they see it like oh i didn't think of it that way that's actually pretty rad i would prefer that instead of my original idea or you get the opposite and they just want closer to something that they had in mind and then you try to work with them uh i'm pretty lucky though most of the people that get tattooed by me were kind of on the same page and don't get a ton of like backlash you know um most most people that get tattooed by me definitely trust me so i appreciate that big time
2: all right so we got a a question for you then from our homies and out of time oh what's the worst tattoo you had come through the shop
1: oh man the worst one hmm it's weird i don't have luckily these days i don't have a ton of like horror stories But i would say that oh actually this ended up saving itself but uh (laughs) somebody somebody was getting a tattoo cool image an eagle with lyrics and i'm like cool right right in my wheelhouse love this um wrote the lyrics out uh put the stencil on the person and i knew I, had a, I have a friend in this band. So I sent him a photo of it before I did it. And I was like, oh, he'll appreciate this. Sent it to him. And he replied right away. He was like, hey, that's rad, but those are the wrong lyrics. And <laughs> I, I was like, it. what? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's not this. It's this. And then sent me, like, the lyrics. And I was like, oh, my God. And I hadn't <laughs> tattooed it yet. Luckily, it was just a stencil. So I was like, I told my client, like, hey, do you know that this is wrong? And she was like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want you to like have to redraw it. I'm like, you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> you think it would have been better if I did the tattoo and like had it permanently wrong? Like, no way, we're changing it right now. And then she's like, how did you notice? I'm like, I sent it to my friend in the band and he corrected me. So now I have to correct it. So while it's not the worst thing that's come through the shop, it's like a horrible feeling that I got It's probably the worst I've ever felt like because it almost happened. I try to be so like, uh, like triple check any words, any names, any dates. Like I asked the person to the point where they get annoyed because I never want to have that horror story. So luckily, knock on wood, uh, nothing too crazy.
2: (laughs) Now, is your friend Elton John and was the wrong (laughs) lyric, hold me closer, Tony Danza? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was Oh crap.
2: you figured it out <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling Listen, that, yeah, that is,
1: sure.
2: that's that's a
0: tattoo that i would positively get on myself just like a portrait of tony danza and it just said hold me oh. closer tony danza why not <laughs> um right. yeah Talk right this week <laughs> awesome let's do it so uh so that, that's kind of another um you know another interesting question um mm-hmm. with uh you know with tattoo artists and especially with uh you know with with people who are really sought after, Um, you know, I I know uh, back in New York, there are like a handful of artists that are kind of like the premier artists in their space when it comes to more like traditional stuff or modern stuff. And sometimes, I mean, those guys are booked out like years at a time. So like, um, I'm sure you, you know, kind of in in your space, having the pedigree that you do, um, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, do you, do you find sometimes like when you're like, you know, like the enormity of your scope of work like when you look at your calendar and you have jobs 9 months out like what 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 does that feel like in your chest like is that like oh that's great because I know I have steady income or oh my god like I'm never going to get a day off like how, how does that look for you
1: <laughs> So honestly for me I before covid uh I was trying to tattoo as much as I could Okay um once we had a shutdown it definitely hit like a pivot point where I got to work on a lot of other things outside of tattooing because we were closed for so Mm -hmm. long. And then when we went back to tattooing, everybody at the shop, like everybody at the shop was already a busy tattooer, but Mm -hmm. everyone's schedule just skyrocketed. And I personally felt kind of like, you know what, this is kind of my chance to keep doing something outside of tattooing, but Mm -hmm. still tattoo as well. Sure. And I kind of rather step back a little bit from tattooing and only do one, maybe two a day um, and not book out super far in advance anymore because I mean, I'm like I'm as single as they come as far as like I have no kids no like girlfriend or wife or anything like that. So only thing I really have to worry about is like what I'm going to do for that day or you know, like stuff like that. So I like having that freedom and when people book out when like friends of mine or co-workers of mine book out months and months and months in advance that's great um but for me i kind of like having a little bit of that free time and something comes up or uh whether it's like going to a ducks game or going to a sure. show or stuff yeah. like that i i'm like uh, yeah i'd like to have that that freedom um doesn't mean i'm like i'm not working you know it just means like mm-hmm mentally it helps me out so much and it makes me feel way more creative to have that free space to kind of go do especially going to shows like went to a show last night and instantly felt super inspired to go draw stuff already so i'm just like yeah this is great i needed this time off to just think of uh stuff for future work you know so personally i enjoy having some freedom um i don't like booking out super far in advance because especially like with COVID, like you never know It's true. if, yeah. you know, like we had it, we shut down several times and mm-hmm. we would book out appointments for weeks and months. And then we got shut down like a week later. So it's yeah. like, well, now I got to reschedule all that again. So personally, I'm not a fan of booking too far, uh, too far out. Um, I like booking like a month out and then sure. just go from there. That's good with me.
0: Yeah. What, uh, what show did you go see?
1: uh it's this band called the midnight they are like uh it's super hard to explain what they are but have, you ever, have you ever seen the movie drive i have oh, Ryan Gosling.
0: Uh, I, i'm familiar with it but i, I okay yeah I the don't soundtrack think
1: I've seen it is very 80s synth new wave retro okay and that's what the midnight is um okay. they're rad just super cool awesome. like perfect driving music at night <laughs> nice Love so they were they put on a great show, put on an amazing light show too, and it was awesome.
0: Awesome, yeah. yeah.
2: So I guess I, I I love to talk crossovers. Okay. So obviously there's a huge crossover with like dudes from the alternative music world. You know, just historically, they get tattooed. Like yeah. I'm sure you've tattooed a bunch of like dudes in your favorite bands. True, but. Yeah. There's also like now like the new wave of hockey players in the NHL Oh yeah, are starting to get tattooed. So like, has that happened since, you know, you're right in Anaheim and, you yeah. know, the Ducks are, are down the road. Like right. have any Ducks or even guys that like maybe are playing the Ducks are in town for a day or two and like are hitting yeah. you up like, yo, I want to get you to, you know, tattoo us. For sure. Or tattoo um, me. So,
1: funny enough so our shop is literally on the same street as Honda Center where the Ducks play we're on Catella um so it's super close uh, funny enough not tattooed as many hockey players but I have been tattooed by several of the Ducks players <laughs> Come <again>? so yes <laughs> um the first one to do it um was uh Matt Bolesky so he was on the Ducks um that was that all happened happened very randomly. Um, he made a bet with some friends that he would score a goal at the the Ducks, LA Kings, uh, say outdoor stadium game, and if he did, they would have to get his number tattooed, and if he didn't, he would have to like take them out to dinner or something like that. So he ended up scoring like a super greasy goal, <laughs> and, and they just like my friends looked at each other and were like oh, we're getting Bolesky tattoos now. So they came to me and were like, hey, can you do a 39 on us? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And uh, Matt was like, oh, I'm going to come with you guys. So he came. And at that time, I don't think Matty had, he might have had like one or two tattoos, but I know he was still kind of new to the tattoo world. Um, So he was asking me questions while I was doing He's like, hey, so how do you do this? Or how do you know when to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh, you feel it and you run this blah, whatever. Um, so I was like, would you want to do one? And he's like, what do you need? I'm like, I don't know. You want to do a little 39 on my, on my leg somewhere. And he was like, sure. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know what to do. How do I write it? And I'm like, just write it out like you would on your stick, just a simple 39. Uh, so he did that on a piece of paper, made a stencil, put it on my, my leg um and then he tattooed it and kind of just told him what to do and did he was he was like it's it looks great by the way it's it's held up incredibly well (laughs) and then uh after that that kind of just became a thing between like me and some friends and then uh a couple other ducks players kind of heard about it and like they became buds as well and so i've had a couple other guys do it too
2: (laughs) i was not expecting the story to go that way
1: (laughs) oh oh yeah um it's funny because the second one to do it was actually uh josh manson who's still on the ducks and that was cool because josh is a great dude uh he did the same thing just a 42 the way he writes it on a stick his is extremely clean and he even like dude after he did it he was kind of like i think i could clean this line up (laughs) I'm like damn all right (laughs) and dude it's honestly a perfect tattoo it's crazy um but that was cool because even the ducks even got in on it and uh fox sports west at the time uh came and filmed it all and it was like on ducks weekly after the the game far down like uh, it, it blew up it was wild i was not expecting that at all but josh is a great dude super cool homie and I was, stoked. I was stoked to get it done. That is I just, unbelievable.
0: I just wonder when uh <laughs> when you were getting that 39 on you, like that first, mm-hmm. like when he first put put that to your leg, he's probably yeah. like, all right, so like this, and you were like, Holy shit, that's inside my whole leg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Funny ripen- enough, <laughs> the the third person to do it is uh George Peros. So oh, damn. he's the third one to do it, and George is. George is a great friend he's an awesome dude um he was like i had fun with him because i was the closest to him at that point so um he did a little a number 16 with a mustache oh, <laughs> yeah and uh and so i i told i was with hammer my friend hammer for mm-hmm. by the gentleman sure. and uh hammer's like you should you should mess with him and i'm like like, what? He's all, you should pretend it hurts really bad. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, good call. So he's like, all right. Uh, George is like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, go for it, dude. He did the first line. I just yell out, oh, shit. And he's like, he just laughed. He's like, ah, yeah, right. <laughs> and just kept going. <laughs> That's so, so that was fun.
0: Love that. He just like called your bluff. He's like, this man is, yeah, full he's of like, he's full. Yeah,
1: exactly. But those are great times what a hell of a story
2: now when you yeah. see like dudes in the nhl even like superstars now yeah covered in tattoos like how does that make you feel as a tattoo artist that like you oh. know these professional athletes are now embracing mm-hmm. your craft where you know yeah. 15 20 years ago there was a whole right. different stigma about tattoos
1: oh yeah and- tattooing in general has just become uh, it sounds I guess it sounds bad, but it's not like it's just become so mainstream. Like everyone has tattoos like mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, like it doesn't matter. It's not like the scum of the earth, of the earth have tattoos now. Yeah, you know, everyone's got tattoos. It's more rare to meet someone without a tattoo these days, you know, mm-hmm. than it is not. So,
0: yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about like the way the world in general or or I mean, let's just call it let's truncated down and just talk about America because you know we live here uh, but like yes. you know um there's something to be said about tattoos you know again yeah like moving away from being something that was like scandalous or right or, or this or that and now just kind of becoming part of the norm I, I even remember cool. um I, I probably my first job in retail I think I was working at Best Buy when I was like 18 mm-hmm. or 19. And I remember even then, if you had tattoos on your arms, they were like, oh, got to wear long sleeves or totally, you know, or got to cover these things up or whatever. And like, it, like, and even then I thought that was like the dumbest thing. I was like, what, like, what, <laughs> like what's unprofessional about, about art, Agreed. you know, but nowadays, yeah. nowadays, I mean, like a lot of, pl- I mean, like there are still, I think some, some restaurants, some like, you know, hoity toity, I guess you'd call them restaurants that are like, eh, right. you know? but like for the most part, you know, now places are embracing the fact that people, Again, you know, this is an artist using, mm-hmm. you know, using your body as a canvas. Right. So, I mean, it's, totally. it's really no different to me than someone who collects paintings and hangs them up in totally. their own. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no difference. So. So now, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm loving that, you know, more places in, in retail and in, in workspaces oh, yeah. are embracing the fact that there's nothing wrong with tattoos. So I I think that's a great thing. So, yeah. um, but have you ever, um, you know, was that something that like you ever have experienced? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I could see covered, Um, you know, covered in tattoos. Like have you ever experienced, you know, that kind of stigma or someone kind of looking at you funny?
1: To be honest, not since uh, I I got my first tattoo. And and the person that made me feel that way was my own dad. (laughs) He thought I joined the gang. (laughs) (laughs) I, I got a, I got, Three X's on the back of my leg for straight edge, and yeah. he thought I had joined a gang. <laughs> I was like, wow. no, it's just you know. Uh, yeah. Besides that, I mean, you always get maybe not so much anymore, but you would always get stared at for being a little, a little heavily covered, you know, uh, tattoo wise. But I've also always had, before tattooing, I was always in some kind of work where tattoos kind of went along with it. Um, mm-hmm. Before tattooing, I. I used to have like a recording studio. So I used to record bands all the time. Oh, wow. Um, So yeah. So that wasn't like an issue. And then Mm -hmm. I worked at chain reaction, which is a venue here in Anaheim. Sure. Um, I worked there for like eight years, so. Oh, wow. No, No problem there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then went on to working at a tattoo shop and then became a tattooer. But like you said about jobs being way more flexible with tattoos, um, our shop is right across the street from, uh, Disneyland and Disneyland was always a no tattoo policy. Like you can't show your tattoos. They've lifted that now. So all the people that we tattoo that are workers there love coming to get tattooed now because they can show them off. It's wild. And I mean, if Disneyland's doing it, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's time.
2: As long as it's not an ice nine kills tattoo, right? I'm pretty sure they are banned from Disney. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are.
1: Yeah. It's a good call.
2: So I, I guess um, you know staying on topic with the tattoos, but kind mm-hmm. of shifting it into you know another crossover. You know your art has been printed on shirts and printed yeah. on jerseys, and like mm-hmm. it it has branched out more than just like on people's bodies. So like, yeah, can, can we talk about your? connection with violent gentlemen and how you linked up with those dudes
1: yeah for sure um funny enough when i first met them uh i met hammer first um we have and had a ton of mutual friends like he would go to chain all the time and i would go to shows where like a band he was touring with um was playing you know like it's so wild that our worlds never crossed before this first meetup. I I think I met him right when Violent Gentleman was, uh, they might have had, they had two shirts out or they didn't even have them out yet. They were going to have them out. A friend of mine was working with Brian, the other half of Violent Gentleman. And he's like, hey, I know you're a big Ducks fan. You should check this stuff out. Um, Here's like their info or whatever. They're going to have a website soon. It's like, oh rad, this is awesome. I think I might've found um, their Instagram page and then just talk to them through that. And then we had so many mutual friends that me and hammer finally met in person. And that was probably around the time that I was, I don't think I had, ju- I don't think I had started my apprenticeship yet, but I was getting into an apprenticeship tattoo wise and just told them like, Hey, I'm a big hockey fan. Like I love like what you guys are going to do. And the shirts they had were an enforced Anaheim shirt. And then like just a violent gentleman shirt. And I was like, I'm super into this. Whatever it is, I'm in, like, I love it. Um, and then we just kind of kept in contact that way. And uh, throughout the years, just saw them bloom. Like they were, they were progressing so fast and I loved it. And like me and Hammer got really close and we're still super close as one of my best friends without a doubt. And just like realizing the same or the, the amount of friends that we have in common, it was like, how did we never meet? This is so wild. We're both straight edge dudes, like love hockey. Like it, it blew my mind that I had never met, but, uh, the first time I worked with them was actually when I graduated my apprenticeship. Um, they were kind enough to, uh, do a shirt for me in honor of me graduating my apprenticeship. And it was awesome. I, I was super stoked. It was like an Anaheim themed one and it, honestly lasted for so long i couldn't believe it like they were just they they have always been so supportive so awesome i love those dudes and yeah it's just blossomed ever since then been able to work with with them for a bunch of shirts some jerseys um got to do like photo stuff for them too like yeah they're awesome love them
2: and it's crazy that they're they're celebrating their 10-year anniversary and i i remember (sighs) when like my friend Danber first like kind of introduced me to them to yeah. see where they are now, like mm-hmm. actually working directly with like the AHL, working Dude, directly with the NHL. Like they have yeah. some of their stores and like, I know the, the Vegas sure. um, team store. I'm pretty sure the LA Kings as well. They have something yep. in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable to see what they've done in, in just 10 years. But like, it's kind of cool to hear your story and how it kind of run par- runs parallel, right? Because you were yeah, it's kind of, yeah, like, you know, finishing up your apprenticeship almost mm-hmm. at the same time, like they were starting, like, yeah. it's kind of cool to see where you have gone to and like, totally. how many shirts is it up to now?
1: Oh, I don't even know, to be honest. Um, God, it's got to be like anywhere, maybe like 15 or something like that, maybe. I would say it's like between ten and fifteen because sometimes, well, I'll just help them with something small. It's not like a full-on design or something like that. But um, yeah, like luckily, I mean, it blows my mind that there's more than one. <laughs> so <laughs> that's already amazing to me, you know.
0: Yeah, hell, hell yeah, man. I, I, uh, you know, it, it is kind of staggering to think that they're they're ten years in already, um, yeah. and they're and they're you know blowing up so big. I mean, it's like, you know. Um, with you know radical by you know every time i die coming out and just seeing how closely the violent gentlemen worked with them and having that exclusive variant with them and you know doing the same thing with with four year and all this stuff i I, it really is just just such a cool thing and you know we're we're really fortunate to have you know forged a relationship ourselves with hammer and you know having him on the show and you know he was he was really kind enough i mean we did a um you know, we did like a giveaway where he was kind enough to donate. I think it was like a hundred dollar gift card to, to, to the VG store and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, they really are. They're, they're such, they're such kind and wonderful people. And they're, uh, you know, they're kind of like living proof of why a podcast like ours works. Right. Because they're like the like quintessential crossover, right? Like they're doing it all. So, you know, awesome for them. But you know, in terms of talking like crossover stuff and we'll, we'll get into hockey in just a little bit, but I just want to kind of chat a bit about, um, your, you know, kind of your, your love of music and, and how that started. Yeah. So, um, I guess tracing back again, you know, going back in time once more, Yeah, uh, let's go. Where did you, so where did your love for alternative music start? Like, do you remember like maybe the first show you went to or the first oh, yeah. uh, band that someone introduced you to that kind of, you know, ballooned into what we're, you know, we're, we're at yeah.
1: now. um, so i have always grown up right next to chain reaction so mm-hmm. that venue mm-hmm. is just like that's my home that yeah. i love that place i will do anything for that place um but i was probably 13 when i first started going to shows and i remember uh, trying to go to a show uh, the band was called narcoleptic youth like just this punk rock band mm-hmm. um and they're like a local punk rock band and i remember asking my mom to drop me off at chain and she drove me there saw like all the gutter and like the gutter cross punk kids and was like <laughs> no turned right around <laughs> took me straight home and i was like oh crap okay um that's a bummer and then the next weekend was uh this band called longfellow and they were playing with um uh lagwagon and sure. so, I was like, "Oh, I I, I got to go see this. Like, I, I want to go see this." And I didn't tell my parents I was going to the show. <laughs> I I just said I'm going to go to a friend's house, and it was walking distance. So, uh, me and my friend went to the show, and I just remember being like, "Oh, this is rad. Yep. This is this is cool. This feels rad." And then uh, just after that, kind of met some kids in junior high that were already into like more of the punk rock hardcore world. And that's, like, when I learned about straight edge. And at 13, that's when I started saying I was straight edge. And I mean, still am, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that kind of, once I got into the straight edge world, that's when, like, music really felt way more like, oh, this is, this is my culture for sure. Sure. I love this. Uh, And, like, at the time, we had so many good straight edge bands. We had, like, uh, Orange County had, like, throwdown adamantium 18 visions like mm-hmm. just a bunch of rad hardcore bands um so going getting to go to all those shows was awesome that's really where it spawned from there and then just kind of expanded uh, i was in a band at one point we got to do a little bit of touring um we always got to play with like all our rad friends bands like um like with terror this band called like it or not um internal affairs like all these hardcore local hardcore bands whatever Mm -hmm. but it was always a great time and just spawned after that
0: awesome now um would you uh, you know talking about you know being in like the the straight edge culture and like you know a lot of straight Mm -hmm. edge hardcore and stuff like that um would you say like i I guess it's, it's really hard to say you know thinking about like how i would classify my listening habits but like would you say that you're more of like a more of like a hardcore guy and more of like a, a punk guy like like you know I, i'm sure you listen to a ton of stuff but like where where right. do your where do your passions like align the most would you say
1: i, I would say hardcore yeah okay. hardcore world is just more like uh there's something about it like i just loved more of that especially because like the straight edge world is so connected to the mm-hmm. hardcore world more than it yep. is punk rock you know uh yeah but not to say i don't love the punk rock world it's just the hardcore world is, is my, is my place for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I totally get that. I mean, like I, you know, I, when, when I was listening to this kind of stuff, like that's, that's where punk rock is where, like it kind of started for me. Like was all that, like, yeah. kind of, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you know, fat totally. wreck and epitaph and all that oh. stuff. But then yep. from that though, is where I got into like Midwest emo and you know, oh, pop right punk on. and all that kind of yep. stuff. And then from there, I got into like melodic hardcore and then hardcore and stuff. So it's like you kind of you kind of offshoot, but it always has to start somewhere. So for me, for sure, it it was like you know playing street hockey like with my buddies, and like I'll never forget my buddy Kevin. You know, brought out this extension cord, a big long ass, probably seventy five foot extension cord from his house, plugged in his like CD player boombox, and threw on. And I think he threw on maybe like Punkorama three or four. Oh, it's like one of those where it's just like no effects you know yep. um agnostic front you know like yep. like all this stuff and i was like holy shit like there's cooler stuff than like listening to like you know the spice girls and like savage garden you know like <laughs> right on yeah, the radio yeah. and that's like where it all it all blossomed from but sure. one of the things I, I i noticed like in terms of like you know hardcore and whether it's you know kind of more punky hardcore or more metalcore mm-hmm. or, you know whatever you want to call it is it's like you just like you hang on to certain things, right? Like so. Right. Um, I remember, you know, the first time I uh, had the pleasure of, of listening to Knock Loose, right? Ooh. So, like, I, I was in like a, I was in like a really like, I was in like kind of like an emo phase for like a couple of months, and I'm like, all right, you know. Da, da, da. And then someone's like, oh, you got to listen to you know a, a different shade of blue, and I'm like, right, yeah, cool. And right. then I listened to that that album front to back, and I was like, holy crap, this is yep. incredible. And then like huh. you get stuck on it for like yeah. a, a while, so. <laughs> I, right. Honestly, that's kind of like the 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 thing about it for me, uh, yeah. where where I'm just super into it. But uh, I guess one last quick question, and then we'll uh, we got a little bit of a a break for our sponsor DraftKings, which I'll, I'll read a little okay. ad. I'm gonna read it in my own voice today instead of Macho Man Randy Savage's. But um, and everyone's mad.
2: That's the only reason people <laughs> listen to us now. Yeah, uh, they've been but, waiting this long to hear it. Yeah,
0: but um, so um, let's just kind of I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll say this year. Put you on the spot and say this year. Um, okay. Do you have uh, a favorite record that came out this year so far that you just can't stop listening to?
1: Oh man, that is so tough. I know. Um, it's tough for everyone. I know. <laughs> good God. especially for like, dude. I listen to so much music as far as the range of music. Mm-hmm. I will do. I will do underground hip hop to super random basement hardcore to mariachi to this <laughs> 80s synth band to yeah like, you know uh, it's all over the place um wow you really did put me on the spot <laughs> um okay there but is i can't answer newer... that question
2: oh, either like top oh, okay, cool. Tom that, you'd be like <laughs> And it, it just it just cuts to the spot. Yes. You know, it, it, for
0: what it's worth, for what it's worth, you know, mm-hmm. just making our guests sweat a little bit is usually, of course, just something like that's we gotta, what I'm doing right now. All <laughs> right, how about how about we do this? This
1: is what I got. Doing. One though, okay, if you good. have one, Um The one I can think of is actually more of a recent one, but I love it. Uh okay. Um, is this guy who goes by Sam Fender? He's a he's a UK artist. He's kind of got like a uh think of like a modern day Bruce Springsteen maybe Gaslight Anthem okay Killers vibe I don't know it's like this dream poppy sound like but it's but it's pretty aggressive too and like it's rad I I actually really really dig that album it it pumps me up every time I hear the first two songs I get yeah I just start I'm like yep, this is it hell yeah awesome
0: sweet yeah definitely something for us to check out awesome no i appreciate it listen put you on the spot and you delivered that's all that's all we can can ask for but so uh before we uh jump into a little bit of hockey talk which uh you know we always love to do uh we just want to um kind of shed some light well not that we need to shed some light on DraftKings because everybody knows about DraftKings, Mm but uh we're super stoked to have them as uh one of our main sponsors here at the hockey podcast network and uh you know the nhl season is kind of we're deep into it now. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL, and they've got like a really unbelievable offer, and they're celebrating the greatest sport on ice, better than curling, better than figure skating. It's hockey. We love it. And check it out. New customers, uh, you can bet just $1 on any NHL game, and you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. So whether the Ducks score a goal, the Sharks score a goal, doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a sweet deflection. Uh, it could either be like an NHL 94 style wraparound. doesn't matter, but however that lamp goes off, you win. So if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry about it because DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So check it out. Just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now you're going to use promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if any team scores a goal. So either team on the game you're betting on, if they score a goal, awesome. And, I mean, you watch hockey. Someone's going to score a goal. It's credible. So this week, one puck in the net nets you a big, big win with promo code THPN. And that's at DraftKings Sportsbook, again, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. And you must be 21 years or older, New Jersey. New Jersey. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Only new customers. Only minimum five dollar deposit, one dollar wager required, one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem one 800 gambler. And that's how you read an ad.
2: Well done, I'm, you know? I'm getting good at it. I'm getting real <laughs> yeah, good at real, it. Yeah, for
0: real, dude. I'm getting good at it.
2: Uh so he, he definitely added that 94 wraparound you I, that messed, was good, absolutely. Mad. Did I mean, like that look, was if you, the move? Like, if you just <laughs> did that wraparound, you automatically <laughs> scored. That's all you that's did. True. And
0: the best thing about it is, if you played NHL 94 or 95 as the Hartford Whalers, you scored oh. a wraparound goal, you would just hear brass bonanza, but like a weird, like eight bit version of it. It was like, that's great, love it, love it, love me some, love me some, some early, early NHL games. So, uh, oh, yeah. Now that we're talking about the NHL, um, you know we got ourselves a, a West Coast homie, loving West Coast uh-huh. hockey. And I mm-hmm. say all the time that the only reason I even ever knew about West Coast hockey when I was growing up was because of the NHL games. Because you uh-huh. know, as a nine or ten year old, I wasn't staying up watching you know the Islanders play the Kings or the Sharks or anything like that. Of course,
1: so, right? Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah.
0: The only reason I could ever talk about Timu Solani or Ooh, you know Paul Korea. Oh, was oh because, my other boy. Yeah, there you go. See, but <laughs> oh. but, but let's let's talk a little bit about that you know kind of 90s ducks team right because i mean like they were just they were something else so the i guess the first thing (laughs) just to back it up is the the unbelievable idea that a disney movie could come along and born out of that is a professional sports franchise so um when did you start uh following the ducks what do you remember from your first game and uh, obviously you're a korea solani guy so let's talk about them too
1: Please. Yeah, So, I've never been to a Ducks game. Just kidding. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, I was actually, believe it or not, for a quick second, a Rangers fan before the Ducks were in town. I got introduced through, uh, into hockey uh, through another friend, like a, a kid in the neighborhood, because mm-hmm. his dad was from New York, so he was a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. I instantly fell in love with goalies. And I fucking loved Mike Richter. Of course. I thought Mike Richter was the shit. I was like, Oh Mm -hmm. my God, this guy rules. Like what a badass! He gets to wear the pads and the helmet, Mm -hmm. like the mask, you know? Uh, So that was my introduction to hockey. Um, I didn't have a Jersey or anything like that. And I only really got to see hockey when I was at his house. Um, But then mighty ducks came along the movie and I was like, Whoa, this is dope. And, uh, Fell in love with it more, just like, I'm sure, a ton of 90s kids. Um, me and the like local neighborhood kids would play street hockey. Um, I had a net. Me and my brother were both super into it. So we had a net, and we would take our net and the roller skate maybe like four or five blocks down with the net and play the kids there. And they had a net. So we would just do a little street uh, hockey game, and it was the best. I loved it. <laughs> now- so that was my introduction to, to uh, hockey and then the, the Ducks coming to town. Oh, my God. Like, when the Ducks came, like became an actual team, it was – my parents didn't get it. Well, obviously, my parents are, you know, they, they are immigrants. They are from Mexico. They do not know anything about hockey. So they were just like, what are you watching? What is this? <laughs> and uh little by little not that they ever fully got it but understood that me and my brother loved it so i remember my dad taking us to a game that first year at what was now uh then called the arrowhead pond anaheim arena and then arrowhead pond um and he was just like this is wild <laughs> you know me and my brother loved it see jerseys on the ice ducks were getting creamed for sure like not a not a solid team to start with, you know, but eventually they got there, you know. They they got they got some players, key players. Paul Korea obviously was like Korea, and then before Solani, I loved Oleg Teverdowski, who was who oh, we yeah. traded to the Jets um for Solani. And I loved Oleg because it was number uh Korea was number nine, Oleg was number 10. So I was like, oh, 9 10, that's rad. <laughs> we traded Oleg Teverdowski got solani and i was like Oh, eight, nine. oh that's cool too and it just <laughs> obviously that worked out in our favor with solani um so those were the two that were definitely just like childhood idols for sure
2: now i'm just so curious because you know the nhl mighty ducks didn't like come to fruition right after the first mighty ducks movie so like right you yeah, know yeah. mighty ducks one comes out mm-hmm. and you're like oh this movie's great like I'm going to start playing street hockey. I love hockey now. And then all of a sudden Mighty Ducks 2 comes out and there's like that grand reveal at the end of the movie where like they skate out onto the ice wearing like this new Ducks jersey. And that's like the jersey that the the NHL Mighty Ducks wore like for the first couple of years. Like, it's crazy. What was that like being a kid? Like, holy crap, like we're getting a team. Like this is happening. Like that had to be unreal.
1: Honestly, I thought it was like that for every team. I was like, yeah, they probably have a movie out there of the da- of like the Dallas Stars. And like, you know, I'm sure they made a movie of the Rangers and Islanders. Like, yeah, of course, there's something like that out there. Didn't make sense at the time. I was just like, this is normal. And then eventually grew up a little more. Because when the Ducks came to town, I was seven. I was seven years old. Um, so once I kind of got more into actual hockey, like, realizing like oh we're getting made fun of because we're we're based off of a movie like oh, oh okay this isn't like it is for every for the maple Leafs don't have this problem <laughs> you know <laughs> um so it, it it was pretty mind-blowing for sure to have a team based off of a movie um but i didn't know any better and that was my hometown and i'm just like yeah this is these are my boys you know i i never got into the kings even though they had been around for a minute um i think just because i was introduced to the rangers that was my hockey introduction and then not long after ducks came to town so just kind of like oh there was no gap for me to fall in love with the kings or you know we're in orange county which is next to la county but i didn't really know any kings fans either so just never, never affected me that way. But once a Ducks came, I'm like, yep, I'm in.
2: Yeah. And now I'm, like, making the parallel because you, you mentioned, like, oh, goalie's got the pads. But, like, yeah. you forgot the most badass part of the goalie equipment, which is the goalie mask. Like, yeah, and, and when you think about it, like, Ed Belfort and, like, oh. Felix Potfin and, like, some of those, mm-hmm. like, guys that first introduced, like, designing Artwork. these work Yeah, art, like, yeah epic goalie masks Mm -hmm. like is that kind of like a bucket list item for you as an artist like to have an nhl goalie come and reach out to you and be like yo design a helmet for me
1: for sure 100 um i've i've got to do like uh i've done eddie Belfour's eagle mask tattoo wise and the guy that got it i believe he's from chicago he uh he has this rad photo of him holding out his arm with the tattoo with Eddie and like he's just like giving the thumbs up I'm like oh that's so cool like that's amazing you know um and I've done like a good amount of goalie mass tattoos and I love doing them um I've been asked to do some actual mass not by anyone professional yet would love to do that um that's definitely a goal for sure hoping we can get there one day.
2: Well, I, I'm sure until like a couple of years ago, a goal was probably like, man, I would love to oh. design a, a jersey that's like on the ice. And then yeah. this happened. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually uh. worn by the Ontario rain. And I'm sure Tom has no idea that the Ontario rain actually play in California, but
0: <laughs> yeah, different yeah, Ontario. yeah. He, no, that's... no clue,
2: different Ontario, <laughs> but <laughs> the most badass AHL jersey, like hands down, has to be like takes the Appreciate prize it. and like that... seeing the VG on there, too. Like it's just uh-huh. like all the pieces came together and it's just sure. so epic. And like, you know, sometimes teams come out and they have these like cool concept jerseys, but they never right. actually make it onto the ice. Right. But, like yeah, they yeah. played a game in that the jersey whole game. yeah Yeah.
1: so i was you know i got asked through vg like the without them like i couldn't have done it um but like i said we always work on random projects together this being one of them that they have a really good relationship with the rain and they've got to do like they've done like bobbleheads with them for giveaways and like um just different themes like that and when they came to me with this idea i was like dude i would love to do this and i assumed it was just going to be a jersey that they wear for warmups, and that's it which is already still super cool like the fact that there's even going to be a jersey like that to me is huge um so then they told me like no they're going to play in play in them the whole game and i was like whoa that's that's gnarly uh <laughs> And not only that, but so I went to the game with Hammer and Brian, a violent gentleman. And when we walk into the arena, they're giving something away as you walk in. And I just assumed it was like, I don't know, like just an Ontario rain shirt or something. The rain straight up made like um, sublimated jerseys of that design to give to the crowd. So if you walked in, you got a version of the jersey, not obviously like the stitched and patched jersey, but just like a practice jersey that's like printed on. Um, We didn't know they were doing that. So I was like, whoa, even seeing that, my art on that, I was like, this is is pretty gnarly. And then as soon as we walk in, dude, people are already wearing them. I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy. (laughs) I was not expecting this. And then they also had a shirt made of it that they were uh, selling in the team store which is super cool too i couldn't believe it and not only that but when we got to our seats um started looking at the scoreboards and whatever and everything was wrapped and had that artwork on it and they oh, did like so an animated awesome. version of it they did like they killed it dude it was pretty unreal none of us were expecting any of that they went above and beyond for sure and that was super cool um Watching them, watching the players come out wearing them, like, oh, that was uh that one. That one got me a little bit for sure. <laughs> I felt like such a proud dad. I was just like recording everything, like, <laughs> oh, that person's got oh, it. Yeah, like, it, it was, yeah, it was, uh it was awesome. It was As definitely, you should. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of yeah. Of course. It was never, never in my wildest dreams that I think like no professional team would be wearing a jersey I helped make. Like, huh. Like that, right. was, that was not something I ever thought, you know, like a goal had always been like to do artwork for the ducks. And I did yeah. get to do that. That was amazing. That was a childhood dream come true. The Jersey is like a step above that was unexpected
2: for sure. So I'm now, sure do you have an actual one. Yeah, like, I was gonna so say, I yeah. do,
1: I have, I have one coming with my last name and my, my favorite number. So that. Uh, that blows my mind. I can't wait. can't wait to rock that thing. So uh,
0: that being probably like your, your, your hockey prize, like the top Mm kind of thing that you've ever seen in hockey, but I'm sure a close number two, if we travel back about 14 years would be uh, getting to see them ducks, raise that cup. So um, what, what do you remember about that? I mean, like I said, that's, you know, it's going back, going back a long time, but I mean, you know,
1: sadly a a, long time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, but you know, the interesting thing about that is right. So that, that was like, and I, I, might be incorrect, but I think was that Solani's last year playing when he won the cup, uh, or did he, or did he play another? No, he year? played after
1: that. Yeah, he played after that. Um, but, but I know, it, like,
0: like the the juxtaposition is so interesting because you had Solani, which he must have been at that point probably in his late 30s, yeah. and then you had uh, a 21 year old Getzlaff on that team as well, right? And now, with hair, and, he right, had hair. With hair, and now he's <laughs> the old man. Of I the, know, you know of, of the league. So, but it's yeah, Give me give me a little bit of insight about that. Do you remember, uh, you know, where you were when they won the cup? Yeah. Did you get to go to any of those, uh, you know, the, the the cup final games? Did you get to? I get, got to actually go see any of that to, live.
1: Yeah, for sure. I got to go. So I remember when they were going on the run. Um, I mean, we're a Southern California based team. Like, we're always going to get hated on just because out of market hockey yep. team. Like, for it's sure. just not you know. Um, and the Kings have been around for a good minute and never never really did anything and they had Gretzky that didn't pan out for him um yeah. so so I always felt like man the Ducks have a lot to prove and the only way to ever get any kind of respect through from like another hockey fan is you got to win a cup you know mm-hmm. and um so I remember when they went on that run um uh, I was very <laughs> I definitely was like hopeful but also i got used to them breaking my heart (laughs) so so i was just like all right we just got to ride this wave for as long as we can go and see how it goes and every series man they just like kept turning it up and i'm like yo this team is looking so good like with pronger mcdonald like they were some, uh bowen like niedermeyer the brothers like yeah man it was unreal um J.S. shagir like he was just crushing it um I just remember once we got to the final that i was uh, part of me was like this is it this has to be it like senators were good but i i i a lot of it was just wishful thinking i'm sure and just praying that that was the year but -hmm. i got to go to the first game that was at honda center um unreal like (sighs) it's hard to describe the feeling it was just unreal it was amazing um after that I didn't get to go because tickets were expensive and at that point I was I was old enough to like I was making my own money and stuff but it was not like oh I can't spend that much money on a ticket there's no way
0: of course um
1: but I remember the game when they won it we were watching it uh actually had band practice so my band was practicing but I told them like yo we have to be done before the game starts like yeah for sure yeah so we finished (laughs) practice we got a bunch of food. We're just hanging out, watching. Uh, and once, like, once it felt pretty secure that we were going to win that game, that was the Cup game. Mm-hmm. We left my friend's house and went straight to Honda Center because we knew, like, just it's going to be cool even if we're not yeah. inside of there. Like, just mm-hmm. the, being around it would be great. Yeah. So we did that, and sure enough, like, I got to see the the last part of the game at a restaurant across the street. And after that, everybody just lost it. Everyone <laughs> ran outside cheering, ton of ha- like cars honking. And like, it was it was unreal, dude, honestly. Like I could not believe they actually pulled it off. And as for as great of a team as they were, I was just like, you never know, it's hockey. You, there's never like a sure bet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember feeling the next day after they won, uh, I went and bought like all the newspapers that had it because i'm like yo this is california's first cup like that's a big deal there's three hockey teams in california yep. and none of them have ever won a cup like yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna remember this moment in history so i went and bought all the newspapers that i could that had like anything ducks related mm-hmm. and i just remember always loving that we had that over kings fans yeah <laughs> and sharks fans is like hey california's first cup you will oh, never yeah. be able to beat that you know like no even way. though the Kings have two cups now, yep. They'll never have the first. You know? That's true. That's true. So that's that's what I stand by. <laughs> For
0: sure. And and uh and like I said, we, we seem to have lost Mikey, but he'll be back at some point. Oh, uh but cool. but anyways, um, you know, yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said about about that. And um, you know, I, I think um these days, at least, you know, when you talk about like team markets and stuff, you know, right. even the West Coast being like a strange market, like at least like you know the, the kings have won cups you guys have won cups yeah but when you really look at like the like the real strange markets right like when you get into nashville uh, and uh uh-huh. and you know like um all you know all of these places where like you would think hockey would never be um right. they just have the most passionate like almost rabid Dude, fans like it's it's unbelievable
1: it's unreal that so, first of all, I am not a Nashville fan because they beat the Ducks all the time.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: and they yeah. have kicked us out of, like, uh, several series. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I will say this. They are so diehard. Their fans are very diehard. There's no way around it. Like, you go to a game oh, out yeah. there, just everyone's into it. Whether they're, like, you know, not actual fans and they just want to rep hard that they're Nashville. Like, whatever. That's still fine. Mm-hmm. It still creates quite the atmosphere to be at those games. Yeah. But – Going to – first time I got to go to a Vegas game, dude, was unreal. Like, Mm -hmm. that arena goes off. Like, say what you want about that team. I know a lot of my friends personally hate the Knights. Mm -hmm. I I get it, I guess. But I'm just like, dude, they do – their entertainment, their fans, they are – every game felt like a playoff game. I've been to maybe three or four – Vegas games now, and every yeah. game feels like a playoff game. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, and and I, I I totally got that wrong, man. I um I was one of the people when you know Vegas was going to get a franchise. I was like, oh, all you're going to get are going to be like you know people you know losing fifty grand in the casino and getting comp <laughs> yeah. tickets and like all this stuff. Of and course. I I I really, uh, truthfully, I thought it was going to be like um you know one of those uh, experiences in like Toronto and Montreal where it's just a bunch of suits and businessmen and you right. know no one caring, but Man, was I right. wrong! And of course, that yeah. you know that that run that that Vegas went on, you know, was just like uh, unprecedented. And yeah. I, you know, I kind of hoped that we were going to get some of that magic with the Kraken this year, and it doesn't really look like it as of right hey, now. He's back. he's back there. He is. <laughs> look at this guy.
2: Whoa! Yellow I don't know shirt what uh,
0: But no, like yeah, it, but it, you know, obviously, still a long season ahead of us. It doesn't look like right. the, the crack the Kraken are going to share that magic yet. But yeah, um, something just something about that, you know, I, I just. You know I say it all the time whenever we we, you know we get on this podcast is you know anything that can you know elongate the reach of hockey Agreed. is is good is good for me so Agreed. you know even though even though Mikey and I are diehard islanders fans and the islanders right. are are playing playing trash hockey right now <laughs> I mean granted yeah I'm not yeah gonna, that's
1: like, so what speaking yeah. of I was talking to Nick about this earlier today. Weren't Rangers Islanders today and yeah. canceled, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, wild. But and, I mean, honestly, could talk, yeah. I, I, I want to chime in real quick because <laughs> yeah, yeah chime on in. if I was Nick and a Ranger fan, I'd be pissed because the Islanders and Rangers played only a couple of days ago. Agreed. When, that's what I said. Yeah. When there was already a bunch of positive cases on the team. Right. And like. After that game, Sazikis now oh. tested positive. So like they were on the ice, right? With a bunch of the Rangers, like yep. the NHL handled it so poorly, and I get yeah, it. Like, I, the Islanders were opening their brand new arena, but like, is that more important than their the, the health safety and safety of the players? Yeah. Of the players? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like,
1: <laughs> Top. yeah, yeah. You're I, not, I, I mean, was, yeah. <laughs> I was just in New York, uh, maybe. a a little over a week ago now and i was trying to catch uh i thought i was going to be there long enough to catch either the home opener for the -hmm. islanders but i wasn't there i had left like maybe a day or two before and i wanted to see the arena like anytime Mm -hmm. i'm in new york i I definitely try to catch of course oh yeah uh, a rangers game a devil's game or i haven't when in new york i haven't gone to a flyers game but that was almost an option too um Mm -hmm. so i wanted to see the new arena that would have been great but i was just telling nick i'm like yo they just played not that long ago and a lot of their players were out i mean that just seems like it's gonna spread if anybody on the rangers gets it they've been playing other teams like Yeah, yeah
0: it's it's uh you know as a as a hockey fan you hate to see it right i mean like even 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 though you know you could paint it as being an islander fan and being like well hey we should have canceled all these games just in the interest mm. of like you know playing at full strength with the right. capacity to to win games but even further than that you should have caught it earlier and you should have just canceled games and said okay yeah. you know let's let's get back to being safe but again sure. you know for those that aren't watching on youtube or on twitch and that are just listening to this it's all about the money and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's where their head is at and is that the right call of course not but in hindsight yeah. you know what what are you going to do but um yeah. you know having said that though um it's it's a it, you know professional sports after covid is a completely different different entity and um mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to well I'm, i shouldn't say it's hard to be critical because you should be critical of these kind of things right. but being critical is tough just because again, it's, it's unprecedented. Like, you know, I, uh, whoever, I say, yeah. whoever makes that call, right. You know, probably has, you know, person A in their ear saying, yep. Hey, we got to cancel these games to make sure, you know, the safety of our players is, is intact and all this stuff. And person B is like, yeah, yeah, I mean, if we cancel this game, we're leaving, you know, $300 million of revenue on the table <laughs> and all this yeah. stuff. So, you know, I, no matter what call, was made. Someone was going to be upset. Someone's disappointed. It, right? so, yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, but um, you know, uh, you you can't you can't have bubble hockey anymore. So that's just not an option. Right. But it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough thing, you know. But um, definitely. But I yeah, but I mean, you know, any Islander fan or any any NHL fan w- would have told you that the right thing would have done would have been to, um, you know, pull it a couple of days ago when, you know, we were right. down seven, seven players, but nonetheless, at least they, they've made the call that they needed to now. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get back to it. But yeah. um, th- in that kind of vein though, um, you know, this season has been, uh if you look at like the standings and all this stuff right now, this, this has been a very interesting interesting season oh so far right uh but <laughs> i think that's what you love about hockey isn't it it's just like
1: exactly you never you know uh um, yeah you really don't no yeah. one expected the ducks to go on whatever game winning streak or terry to go on a it 15 or 16 point streak like uh, gets off is crushing like <laughs> it's oh, yeah. crazy everybody thought gets off oh this is probably his last year dude's putting up so many points like and is looking skate or looking great and skating hard, like it's kind of surprising. I would not have expected the ducks to be where they're at. Granted, they've lost the last couple of games, but there's so many teams that you're just like was not picturing that. The Panthers, like when their first like yeah. whatever games, like crushing it, like okay, mm-hmm. sure.
0: And and uh and like and yeah, the Atlantic is a very, very interesting division to look at right now, right? Because you've yeah. got you know, the Leafs doing Leaf shit, you know, when they're like, you know, great the first Ugh. quarter or half of the season, and you, but you know what's going to happen there. Well, I, you know, <laughs> Leafs fans, let me, let me not, let me not put you there, but, but yeah, you know, the the, 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 cats are up there. Of course, you know, the, the Bolts would be up there, but like, right. The fucking Red Wings, right? Like, oh, yeah. Perennially for over the last probably eight or nine seasons, just bottom dwellers, just the catfish of the league, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, sticking it out. But I, I got to tell you, honestly, Mm-hmm. Um, I, the biggest surprise, Ooh. and I hate to say it being Islanders Ooh. fans is how, how bad the Islanders have been. Like no one went into the <laughs> season. I don't think being like, yeah, after 20 games, no. the Islanders would have 12 points. Now, granted, we knew as Islanders fans that we're going to be on a long stretch of, on the road and it was going to be a little yeah. difficult there, but like, did, you know, like like, did anyone think that this, we were going to be three points away from being the worst team in the league?
1: Did not expect that at all.
0: Oh no, no, but not at again, all. got sixty um, games. Sixty games of hockey left. Oh, here we go. Uh, time. He's this <laughs> so
2: negative? No, no, no. Like, so honestly, how could you not
0: be, dude? You got
2: twelve yes. points, dude. The 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 long road trip. You're mm-hmm. forgetting that yes, they played the first fourteen games on the road, but a lot of those games were like they had five nights off in between games, four nights off That's in tough. between games. Like they're on the road, but then like they would go home for a couple of days, then go back on like their road trip. Wasn't just like, yeah, 14 games on the road. Like it was also just a terrible schedule besides that. So like, yeah, I'm not going to write off the Islanders yet. And like, okay. You know, the, the last five games, four games probably shouldn't have even even happened. Like we, Mm. we literally had half of our AHL team out. Like, you're not going to beat the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs. You're not going to beat the New York yeah. Rangers. You're not going to beat these yeah. like powerhouse teams with an AHL team. It's right. not going to happen. So yeah, I tough. mean, I'm
0: not. I'm not trying to sit here and say that, like, you know, I thought the Islanders were going to get out of that road trip unscathed. But I mean, like, right, you, like, beat you, Michael. Have to be honest with me. There's no way that you expected them to have. 12 points
2: no there's a lot of guys that are underperforming right now like Kyle Palmieri Matt Barzell like there's guys right now who are not contributing and like yeah Zach Parise hasn't put up a lot of points but like at the same time he's grinding it out every night and he's Mm -hmm. not one that I'm like overly concerned about it's some of those guys that I just mentioned that need to to do a little more
1: who do you guys have in net
2: so we have Sorokin who oh, played right. like yeah. for years in the KHL, the KHL. and was like one yeah, of the best goalies right. in the KHL. And then he mm-hmm. he alternates with Varlamov. So mm-hmm. him and Varley are, are kind of holding it down. Right. Varley yeah. was hurt for the first portion yeah. of the season too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there, there's been some, some challenges start. that have been thrown at the Islanders. And sure. it really comes down to how they, they bounce back. And we got to remember mean, Trotz is our coach.
1: Exactly, what a coach! Uh, yep. I feel like, um, you know, being a hockey fan for so long and stuff. Like, they always say teams that get hot like in December or towards the end of December, you know, mm-hmm. that break—that's yeah. when it's really like, all right, go time. Here we go. Yep. Like, you'll you'll start to see whether or not they can make a push because it's mm-hmm. not too late. You know, like I mean, you never Dude, know who else going to go. I'll on- always go
2: back to this from now on as a fan. Uh-huh. Like the traditional Islander fan would have just r- like wrote this season off because Islander fans are super <laughs> negative to begin with. And they yeah. would have been like, I'm done with this team. Fire, Barry yeah. trots, trade that Barzell. Like <laughs> yeah. they would have gone on and on, but then you have to remember the St. Louis blues won the cup like four years ago. And were yeah. literally the last team in the NHL. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it could happen. You, you sneak in as an eight seed, right? That's when, true. When the ducks won, were they an eight seed? Or was that the Kings no. that were the eight seed? No, the Kings, Kings were or the eight seed. Yeah, Kings were. like yeah, dude, it can happen. Like in the NBA, yeah, if you're easily. the eight seed, there's no chance. Like you're not right. going to win. Yeah, but in Hockey the NHL, just, exactly. if you're if you just sneak in, good luck. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you know it's any anyone's game at that point. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and I mean, and the truth of it is too. You know, like it, it can swing. It can swing. If the Islanders, sure. just, you know, get healthy and get hot. And, you know, go on like, you know, a seven or eight game point streak, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're back in the thick of it. And, and I think, again, that's the right. brilliant thing about hockey. I mean, you look at it now and it seems insurmountable. I mean, right. You know, the caps are uh 20 points ahead of us, which is, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to, it's a tough bridge to gap or gap to bridge, I For should sure. say, however, but realistically, you know, uh if, like I said, you know, a, a 10 point swing could happen, right. And we could get exactly. back into the thick of it in the wild card. So it's there, it's possible but uh at any rate um you know probably one last quick question for you and then we will sure. uh we will we'll let you get back to it
1: you guys got to so, go or what
0: i mean well you know here, here's the, here's the deal and i'll be i'll be real with you we've um are, are you a, are you, you're straight from the path fan yeah of course you are everyone's yeah, straight from tom. The path fan tom's great yeah tom uh we, uh Tom could talk about hockey for 24 hours straight. For sure. And for we sure. kind of, lo- we kind of let him do that. And it was like our <laughs> longest episode at like two and a half hours. And we vowed all to all ourselves after that. Oh, if, <laughs> have, have at it, man. But um, we, we found our sweet spot at usually about an hour to an hour, 15, anything that's after fair. that. Pe- people right, are just right. like, people are just like, shut the fuck up. So, well, um, then, they're really just saying fair. that
2: about you, Tom. They're just, yeah, like, <laughs>
1: Rough. If Tom <laughs> talks
2: about wrestling one more time, oh shit. <laughs> never listened to this get hockey me, and music podcast again. Get me on one, dude. I'll, I'll talk go.
0: about Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, oh, at any time. Shit. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot once more. Oh, boy. Here and I go. know this is going to be a hard one to do because I'm sure you have done probably thousands upon thousands of pieces of work uh-huh. in your career. Um, uh-huh. But... um what would you say if you had to pick one of the of the pieces that you've done was mm-hmm. the one that was the most, I don't want to say like fun, but I, yeah. I I guess what I'm trying to say is what piece have you done that you can recall as like being the one that meant the most to you? Maybe mm-hmm. just because it was a time in your life or something that was intricate yeah. or something that, you know, really meant something to someone else, but could you pick something, right. one particular piece that you can recall that you did yeah. that just mm-hmm. sticks right out to you?
1: Let me ask you this tattoo or art related, like not, tattoo. um,
0: honestly, um, you know, whatever, whatever meant the most to you. Okay. Truly.
1: Ooh, that's definitely tough. Can I give you one of each?
0: Please. Absolutely. Okay.
1: All right. All right. So probably one of my, think uh, the top, favorite tattoo i've done is actually a george peros in a fight stance that had honda center under him and like a wild wing ducks mask um on my client chris who chris is awesome he gets the coolest tattoos um and that's one of them and that to me like I it, the, when i got to draw when i was drawing it alone i sent it to george i'm like Look what I'm doing tomorrow. He's like, "Who is getting that?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, "This is like, this that one meant a lot because I'm a I'm an Anaheim kid, grew up going to Ducks teams, so that means like the world to me already." Um, when I first started getting tattooed, I wanted a hockey tattoo, and everyone I asked to do a hockey tattoo was just like, "I, I don't I don't do hockey tattoos. Like I don't know." <laughs> so that's honestly what got me into drawing hockey stuff i was like all right well i love hockey i can can draw some stuff and that felt like a pinnacle moment where i'm like this is wild that there are people out there like me that want to get something like this tattooed on them forever you know um so i would say that is one of the most meaningful tattoos i've got to do for sure um when it comes to artwork i'm a little torn that one's a little tougher um just cuz the 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 one i got to do with the ducks meant a lot for sure um but if i'm thinking a little deeper than that um it's probably the the artwork i got to do for in the collab i got to do for Topo Chico. that one's yeah. that one hit home really hard because i mean they've been a brand for like over 100 years or like 125 years old now and yeah. It's you know they're from Mexico. My family like ha, like it, my grandparents grew up drinking it. Like uh, my parents, like that one really struck a nerve just because it's it's on a bigger scale and nothing. I would have never thought that was like possible. Just like the Jersey with Ontario rain, I'm just like all this stuff seems so out of reach that the fact that it's happened almost feels like it's fake. <laughs> it seems very like. Oh, there's proof of it, but man, I still every time I see it, I still smile. You know, I'm like, damn, that's wild. I'm so to hear that, yeah, it's kind of a tie between doing artwork for the Ducks, um, and the Topo Chico one. To be honest, those are two that I, I just hold so high. For Incredible. Sure. How, now, yeah. have you ever done? Have you
0: ever done a wrestling tattoo?
1: Uh, yeah, I've done like a couple. Uh, I've definitely done a Stone Cold tattoo. Uh, uh, several go. of his skulls. Um, there was, oh, I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, Jake the snake. That's the other nice. one I, I got to do. Yeah. 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 Love that. Uh, I love like wrestling, wrestling, like images and mm-hmm. logos. Oh, so yeah. rad, especially nineties. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, they were getting wild with the colors. And yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do more of those to be honest. Well,
2: now, yeah. Tom, I got one question uh, to, to wrap yeah. it up. All right. So <laughs> being an artist, I, I want your opinion. Whoa! The fisherman jersey.
1: Yay or oh, yay!
2: That's all. See? I'm
1: about it, dude. That's all, that's, I'm about
2: that's, it. All right. Awesome. That's all I
1: needed to know. Hey, <laughs> <because, laughs> so
0: yeah, I mean, look, the, you know, the fisherman is is the, one of the most
2: divisive things. So okay.
1: Divisive. So do you do you guys like it?
2: I love it. I love it. Do I most Islander
1: fans like it or hate it?
2: It, it, it literally is 50-50. It's, it's, yeah? like, it's
0: the most divisive thing either. Like there are people that are like, how dare you take the crest away?
2: You're yeah, taking yeah. away
0: the lineage of all of the cups right. we won. And then there right. are people that are like, you know, this was great. You know, like it, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was a different thing for a different time and it didn't last very long. For but sure. like, it's, it's kind of like, if you're, if you're a nineties kid, like, yeah, like oh. in IR, like it, it mm-hmm. reminds you of, of, of being a kid and being a child for and sure. like, you know, and they honestly, were one of those
1: old heads, but, you know. Yeah. Honestly, the 90s is when, like, the NHL was starting to get kind of like, hey, let's try some new stuff out. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. dude, we'll go back to what's come around now uh, with the reverse retros, like Ducks, Wild Wing. Like, yeah, dude, that one, <laughs> when it happened, everybody hated it. Nobody was into it. Like, that was like – and you couldn't even buy it. It was only four players. Like, you could not buy that yeah. jersey. They didn't sell mm-hmm. it. Now that it's a back, dude, you see that jersey at yeah, Honda Center a whole lot. The Kings, yeah. uh, they're the one we call the Burger King King that they had, uh, like Gretzky wore and stuff. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah, dude,
1: those those were wild. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a time to try. So, I mean, some I'll tell you the jerseys. truth. One of
0: my fa- one of my favorite Violent Gentlemen shirts is uh-huh. the is the is the old school '90s Canucks Canucks mock. Oh, like
2: so
1: good the skate.
2: Yeah, I love oh, I that. thought I was wearing it for a second no I was wearing it. Dude, no joke how do you not know what, what you're wearing because it's the same color as the shirt that that is that but it's a different thing <laughs> whatever oh, I actually just God. did wear it in my Christmas photo so uh I'll, oh, I'll nice. the hammer yeah <laughs> there you go that's that,
1: that's a great one I love that one and honestly the whalers <laughs> one is just oh great. so sick I love, love that one too yeah love for it. sure I want I definitely
0: i, I you know I, I really want to get some like 90s, just like straight t-shirt jerseys, you yeah. know, like those ones because yeah, like yeah. I can't afford real jerseys, but like I really <laughs> want to get like a Mike Madonna jersey. I definitely oh. want to get like a like a Paul Korea like t-shirt yeah. jersey. I just want to oh, show yeah. everyone that like I cared about hockey in the nineties enough.
1: You <laughs> that's know, fair. that's yeah,
0: that's all I want to do. do. But uh dude, I love Gus, it. Gus, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Thanks this sh- guys. show with us, uh, to take time out of your busy schedule. Um, do you uh, want to real quick, just before we, we shoot out, um, tell us where we can find you, how we can get in touch with you for any inquiries and how we can get in touch sure. with the shop, all that fun stuff. Lay it on us. Sure. Please.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at seven, one, four, um, from there, you can go to my website, Gustavo Got a bunch of stuff on there. Um, you can find the shop I work at torch tattoo Anaheim, California. Um, Yeah, you can catch me online doing all all my stuff.
2: Now, is it too late for people who are doing some last-minute Christmas shopping to get some prints in in time? Because those prints I'm about to add on my Christmas list.
1: I appreciate it. Uh, Luckily, still got some time. Um, I don't know the official cutoff date that won't get to you in the U.S. by Christmas. It's sometime in December. It's like December 11th or 12th, something like that. So... You got a little bit of time. Yeah, you got some time. It's definitely a busy time for me. This is like when I do, besides tattooing, like art commissions are really high right now. Uh, I always do the VG warehouse sale. I'm either tattooing there. Selling my own stuff, and <laughs> I've DJ'd it in a Santa Claus out- outfit before, <laughs> so uh, it's a busy time. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Luckily, there is a little bit of time up until then. So, yeah. If you're a hockey fan, you want some artwork or music fan, I got that stuff. Check it out.
0: Do the right thing, folks. Support your local artist, or even if it's not local, support artists. Support people that are doing what they love and support people who are being creative. I mean, like that's what you got to do. I mean, that's, sure. you know, that that's if, if you don't, we don't get to do these podcasts because Gus won't go. Gus, Gus won't be able to take an hour out of his time to do this because he's going to be like, <laughs> I can't eat. I can't do anything. So <laughs> support exactly. people who are being creative. Always Appreciate
1: it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Gus, again, thank you so much for taking Dude, the time. Thank to Thank you be guys.
1: With us. This was Please. a blast. Honestly, Absolutely. so much fun. Uh, like I said, I wanted to go to three hours, but whatever. You guys got to go. It's fine. Next time. Next time.
0: We'll get you on for another hour and a half, and then collectively you'll be at three, which will be more. Hey, good call. Which will be more than Tom, unless Tom comes okay. back on the show. Then we'll nah. probably be at like five and a half collective hours. <laughs> him, but we'll just keep stretching it. It's great. But yeah, yeah us, for sure. have a great night. Um, you too. Everybody out there, like I said, go support your local artists. Do the right thing. And uh, until next time, it's been Tommy V. And the world famous Mikey C, who's, oh, uh, I got to point to him the right way. There he is. Uh, no one even nope, knows where you're pointing. Yeah. I don't know where I'm there pointing. He yeah, he's up there. There he is. There but, he is. Uh, <laughs> world, world famous Mikey CLT, who has um, logos all over UBS Arena. He's world famous, Ooh. guys. A- eventually, we'll have to pay him to do this podcast. It's going to suck, but it's fine because it's worth it. So, uh, Gus, there again, you thank, you again. And, thank you again. Thank you guys. Have at it, man. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace. Take good care now. Yeah.